Thank you so much for receiving Anne and I. Uh, please keep, whenever you come up to us, please keep reminding us of your names uh, because we've got like 300 names to learn and uh, you've got two names to learn and uh, I, f- I forget. It's an age thing, I think. I f- Anne's much better than me. Being an ex-school teacher, see, she seems to better remember hundreds of names but my name registry is quite full and I need to be reminded. So please don't be offended. Uh, if I say, could you just remind me, please? Thank you so much. Um, So good to be here. Just to say, right at the beginning, because I I will have a hundred conversations afterwards, if not, uh, we haven't sold our house. Uh, We've had some people look at it. We've had some people uh, come round and see it, but it hasn't sold. And we're getting a little frustrated with that. Although it's only been on for two months, so mid-January to uh, mid-March. But we're, we want to be here for some of the reasons that I'm going to explain a little later. And uh, if it hasn't sold by Easter, I mean, we're just saying this is what we're feeling. We were sharing this with the elders on Friday. If it hasn't sold by Easter, I think our thinking is to come anyway and seeing if we could find something to rent here locally, maybe very close to the Jubilee Centre. So if any of you know anything that's available, like a little flat or something quite small to rent, uh, let us know. But we're just exploring that possibility. Um, we want to be here as much as we can. Sometimes it's convenient for us to be just outside Manchester Airport. Uh, last Sunday we flew back from uh, a superb weekend in Northern Ireland, connecting with our church plant there that's really grown up to about 40 people. Amazing what to see what they've done in terms of community. But it was great to be able to come back. We flew, uh, the plane landed at 8.30 and we were, we were in our house at 9 o'clock in the evening. So that's rather nice. So we might even explore the possibility of keeping that as a bit of a kind of crash pad for the airport, shouldn't use the word airport and crash in the same sentence, but <laughs> crash pad for the airport and look at maybe just renting something here that we just want to be with you, we want to be here and amongst you and get into community with you. So Friday night, as Terry uh, said, was just superb being in your prayer meeting again and Dan tells me not to big up the prayer meetings outside of, uh, you know, in Christ Central Churches, but I can big them up here, can't I? That's all right, Dan, isn't it? And uh, they are amazing places of God's presence. And just we want to connect more and more with you uh, in our journeys. So what I want to do today, it's a very different preach. And kids, it's going to be, there's, you're going to have to listen out today. Who, who here is of primary school age? Primary school kids, yeah. Um, there's going to be a little competition for you a little later. I'll I'll let you know when the competition's starting. About three quarters of the way through my preach, I'm going to be sharing some prophetic words, some words that God has spoken to Anne and I, but also God has spoken to other people about us together, and particularly about Sheffield. And there's going to be about ten of them, ten different words. And for any child, primary school age, who can remember all ten and can come up to me afterwards. The first one that can come up to me afterwards, all ten written down, Sarah and I have done a deal where you're gonna, I'm going to buy you a book at the books, bookshop downstairs. So you need to kind of listen carefully. And also there'll be a prize. This is for children as well, but this could be all age children. <laughs> for the best drawing of one of those pictures, a best artistic, prophetic impression of one of those pictures. So uh, Sarah and I will judge those and uh, we're, Sarah and I are equally open to bribery and corruption on that, so <laughs> joking. So I want to talk, I want to talk today uh, about 
partnering together. Because I think one of the main things that Anne and I feel about us being with you, first of all, we thought it was just about us, just having a place of safety, just having a place of home, just having a place of connection. But more and more, we're realizing that God wants us and us to partner together, to work together. And it's always better to work together, isn't it, kids? It's always better to be in a team than to be on your own. In fact, God's spoken to us as new frontiers many times about it's better to be together. We can accomplish more together. We can do more together than ever we can on our own. If you ever think of doing a job, you're thinking of like clearing your bedroom or you think about uh, mum and dad working in the garden. One person can achieve so much But if you work together, you can achieve so much more. And I believe God wants to talk to us about apostolic partnerships working together. Now, the Bible uses an amazing word for the word partnership. It's the Greek word koinonia. I can't even say it. That's it, koinonia. And this is what it means. Koinonia means this. It's a very rich and complex word. And it means all these things. It means joint participation. It means sharing together. It means building community together. It means team working together. It means doing stuff together. It means an alliance together. It means a joint venture together. And always has the application of working together. And if you look into the Bible, if you look into the New Testament particularly, because it's a Greek word, koinonia, There are at least six applications of how that partnership, how that working together takes place. Let me just give you the six now. It's not a competition. You haven't got, these aren't, this is not part of the competition yet. Don't have to worry about the six. Although if you want to write them down, you can. The first one is a business partnership. And it's interesting how in the Bible, God's spirit and God's kingdom works out in all of life. It's not just in what we sometimes think of the more spiritual aspects of life, church, etc., but in all of life. And actually, James and John and Simon are in a koinonia, they're in a partnership of a fishing business. It's interesting, isn't it? And God blesses that, and God will bless you in your business. There's a partnership, a working together in that. You get that in Luke chapter 5. There's marriage partnerships. Many of us in this room are married. Some of us would like to be married. Some of us aren't married. But there's a partnership about marriage. That This is what it says in 1 Peter 3 verse 7, using the word koinonia. And actually, this is the living translation. Uh, You and your wife are partners in receiving God's blessing. A working together, a partnership, a joint venture together with your wife or your husband, your spouse. The third one is like, I call it an in Christ partnership. That we are, we get to partner with God in Christ. It says this in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. God is faithful who has called you into fellowship, that's the koinonia, fellowship, partnership with his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. When we break bread together, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 16. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a koinonia, a partnership in the blood of Christ? And is the bread that we break not a koinonia, not a partnership 
with the body of Christ. And actually, I think this marks us out as a community, that we get to partner with God. We get to work with God. We get to be part of God and sons and his amazing community, his amazing business partnership. We get to work with him. Jesus came and he was declared to be Emmanuel, God with us. And when we become a Christian, we get joined to Jesus. Paul's favorite phrase for that is being in Christ. And we get to quinonia, to partner, to work together with God in the church and in life. And whether you're at school or whether you're at college, whether you're employed or unemployed, whether you're too young to work or you're retired or you can't get work, whatever God is calling you into, whatever you do tomorrow morning at 11.30, not 10.30, at 11.30 tomorrow morning, God is partnering with you. God is working with you. There's a koinonia, there's a working together that God has for us. And it's particularly expressed in this in Christness. It's particularly expressed in our community together. The early church, it said, held all things in common. They partnered together. It says in Acts 2 verse 42, they devoted, and that's where we got the name of our Bible week, devoted from, by the way. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, that's the word koinonia, and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It's a beautiful thing of us as the community partnering together. And actually, that of itself is a beautiful display to the world, that we partner together, that we live together, that we work together, that we share together. I don't know how many here, I know... Um, Alistair's doing it. How many here are doing the Bible in one year with Nikki, the lovely Nikki Gumbel? Quite a few of us are doing it. And isn't it great sometimes? One of my little life's luxuries at the moment is to let Nikki speak to me in the morning. I just press the button and, uh, Nikki Gumbel, Bible in one year. And it's all very nice. <laughs> and then you have David Suchet reading the Old Testament, the New Testament. It's just beautiful language. And uh, it's just like, I'm, normally I read it myself, but perhaps once a week I'll just press a button. In fact, I taught Andrew Wilson. Does anyone know Andrew Wilson? He's one of the best theologians in New Frontiers. I taught Andrew Wilson something this week. I told him there's a button you can press on the app and listen to it. He had no idea that you could listen to it. So I teach Andrew a thing or two. Anyway, this is what Nicky, I read this this week in the Bible in one year. Nicky Gumbel says this, partnership or quinonia is the key to mission. Disunity is so off-putting to those outside of the church, but partnership and unity are so attractive. So we've looked at business partnership, marriage partnership, gospel partnership, or in Christ partnership, I'm calling it, a giving partnership, mentions that in the Bible. Romans 15, verse 26, for Macedonia and Acacia were pleased to make a contribution. Now, that sounds boring, doesn't it? They were, pre- they were pleased to give. It actually says they were pleased to koinonia. They were pleased to partner with us. They were pleased to join with us in giving for the poor amongst the Lord's people. 2 Corinthians 8.4, the Macedonians urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of koinonia, for the privilege of partnership and giving and sharing into this service. So when we take up our offering, we even did it this morning, we're partnering together. We're saying we haven't got enough resources individually, but together we partner together. And God multiplies that partnership. God blesses partnerships. God's into partnership. By the way, partnership starts in him. 
It doesn't actually refer to the Trinity as a koinonia, but I think that would be a great description of the Trinity, a partnership together, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working together. The fifth one is co-working of friends together. So Paul says this about Titus, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 23. As for Titus, he's my koinonia. He's my partner and co-worker amongst you. And it's so important that whatever we're doing in life, God wants us to work together. God wants us to find koinonia friends, to find partners together. Not just marriage partners, not just business partners, but actually to work together. So whatever you're doing in life, whether it's in your work, whether it's in the church, whether it's at school, God wants you to have friends, koinonia friends, partnership friends around you who can pray together, who can do life together, who can serve together, who can support you together, who can encourage you together, who can actually do more together than we ever can on our own. Which brings me to the last one, which is the most important one for what I'm speaking about this morning, which is apostolic partnership together. Apostles and prophets Evangelists, pastors and teachers partnering with God's people to do God's mission and to do God's service. Philippians 1, verse 4 to 5. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your koinonia, your partnership in the gospel. Paul saw his relationship with the local church as a partnership, a working together, a doing more together than we can on our own. Philippians, sorry, Philemon 1 verse 6. I pray that your partnership, your koinonia, with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. And I believe that Anne and I are called here to work with you in koinonia, to work with you, to work with City Church Sheffield, to work with the elders and leaders and all of God's people here, the children, the young people, the amazing work that we heard about on Friday night that was happening amongst your students. Incredible. God, we believe God is calling us to partner with you for you to help us and for us to help you. This beautiful partnering together. In fact, we now define new frontiers The actual definition of New Frontiers is partnering together in global mission. Apostles partnering together in global mission. And we want to see that and work that out with you. And it's ever so interesting. If you look into the book of Acts, everything is about partnership. My eyes have been opened to this recently. Just everything. Let me just read this to you. Listen to this. Jesus commissions a team, not a successor or an individual. It's about partners. The first decision of that team is to appoint another one to join that team because it's about partnership. They devote themselves to the apostles' plural doctrine and not just one person's doctrine. It's a plurality, it's a partnership. When facing criticism over the distribution of food, the apostles actually appoint a team to resolve it. When the gospel breaks out in Samaria, Peter and John together go to help in partnership. In Antioch, and we know a lot about Antioch in this church, don't we? In Antioch, Barnabas won't go alone but looks for Saul, and that's Paul as we know him, and for a whole year they partner together. 
In Antioch, the leadership team is plural. And when they send out apostles, they don't send out one, they send out two, Barnabas and Saul, which becomes the major springboard for world mission. Paul and Barnabas, in their mission, always appoint elders in teams, in plural teams. And when there are major doctrinal disagreements, it's the apostles and elders together in Jerusalem that come to partner together to work out resolution to that. Even when they fall out with one another, and it's amazing, isn't it? Even in the Bible, people fall out with one another. Even when they fall out with one another, when Paul and Barnabas fall out over John Mark, they go their separate ways in team. So Barnabas goes with Mark, and Paul goes with Silas, and later joined by Timothy. They pray together. They do mission together. They even go to jail together. The letters that are written that we think are just from Paul, if you read carefully, most of the letters are written in team and he refers to Paul and Silas and Timothy. So for the first 30 years of apostolic ministry in the New Testament, it was all about partnership, working together, working in team, working with churches together, never ever going alone. In Acts 17, Paul gets separated from the team and he will not move on until they join him. Interesting. What's even more interesting to me is in 2 Corinthians 2, it says about Paul, he's in Troas and it says there's an effective door of ministry opened for me in Troas. It's like, wow, the gospel, it's an open door. You think, must be God, mustn't it? Set before me an open door. Paul says this, I waited for Titus because I wouldn't go through alone. So Paul won't do anything other than in partnership. Galatians chapter 2. Paul and Barnabas and Titus go to Jerusalem together and James and Peter and John respond together to give them the right hand of fellowship. I hope you're getting just the weight of this. The weight of this is we're never ever called to do things on our own. We're always called to work in team and in partnership and in plurality together. So Anne and I feel we're never to go on our own, but we are to work with you and we're to catch one another up with God's great global mission. Now, what I want to land this, and kids, competition time, right? I'm going to give you some prophetic words. This is not a regular preach out of the Bible. Hopefully it's very biblically rooted, but it's not a regular preach out of the Bible because I just felt my first preach here as a member of the church, I wanted you to understand why we're here. Why on earth are Jeremy and Anne here? Oh, it's a nicer place than Manchester. It's uh, nicer people, perhaps. It's, uh, not, don't quote that me on that. Don't tweet that. Um, <laughs> you're not lovely, you lovely Yorkshire people. You know, is, is, that, is that what it is? And, you know, yeah, there's some, there's some truth in some lovely Yorkshire people. There's some truth that it's a lovely place. But that's not why we're here. We're here because we feel God has called us to partner together with you, that your prophetic history and our prophetic history dovetail together in this working together. So God spoke to us, and this is, I'll give you a heads up, this is the first prophetic picture. Okay, God spoke to us te- over, te- over 18 years ago by Terry Virgo, who leads the family of churches that we call New Frontiers, led it, he was leading at the time. And he said this, Jeremy and Anne, when you move from the south of England, we were right on the bottom of England. You can't get any further. If you go any further than where we lived, you get wet because you get into the English Channel. 
He said, when you get fired or sent, he said, God's sending you like arrows from the south to the north of the UK. And when you land, it's going to be like this arrow becomes a maypole, which is a strange symbol. But like the maypole is a strong, stable pole. And he said, other people are going to come and they're going to attach their like colored ribbons to you. They're going to come and attach their gifts, their abilities to your stability. And you're going to produce something of multicolored ribbons and multicolored spheres, actually, Terry said. A multicolored sphere that's going to actually reach out. And Terry said, I see this maypole dance, like this, you know, the Morris dancers. <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a strange image. But I see this maypole thing stretching out with the colored ribbons and it affecting Scandinavia, which is really weird because we were just moving from the south coast to Teesside. He said, it's going to affect Scandinavia. Right now, we've got three church plants in Scandinavia, interestingly enough. And it's going to reach right across to the Americas, particularly to Canada. Right now, we've got about 15 works in Canada. And God has blessed that. Now, you're caught up in that. You're caught up in what we're doing. So Ginny and others have traveled with us to Canada. Ginny's got particular passion about Canada. God, once there was like, she saw like a screwed up maple leaf unfurling in her hand saying, it's time. That was an interesting word, wasn't it, this morning? What's the time? You know, Terry said, what's the time? Well, te- the word was, it's time for Canada. And it's time for us to connect with Canada. What an amazing connection you guys have got with Canada. You've sent your best to Canada and are going to send your best to Canada. Is that not true, Gemma? And, uh, you know, the link with Fredericton, the link with... God's caught you up in what we're doing together in this very, very exciting world. The second thing that I felt God speak to, and actually Anne had this picture, is of like cogs, cogs working together. And cogs don't do much on their own. If you think of a cog on its own, it doesn't do much. But if you take the back of your watch off, if you've got a half-decent watch... You'll, you'll, you'll see the... Co- Don't take the back of your watch off, kids. Um, take it off, dads. <laughs> no, you'll see, you'll, see that there are, you'll see that there are cogs that connect, and some cogs are really big, and some cogs are really small, and it's irrelevant how big the cog is, it's is it interconnecting. And I felt God showed me that we were to produce a team. This was about 10 years ago when we were first asked to lead a team in the north of interconnecting churches and interconnecting ministries where the cogs turned one another. This wasn't about some central pivot. It's not all about one ministry. This is about all of us cogging it together, partnering, coinoning it together, working together as cogs. And I believe this church here is a central, massive cog in all that we're doing. It's not everything, but it's a massive, important cog that must then connect with other cogs in order for us to better, as Terry said, tell the time and better see what God's doing. Another one God gave me about six years ago was that we were to not build columns, but actually we were to cross-brace and build a cross. And apostolic ministry and prophetic ministry was to act like cross-beams and cross-braces to hold things together. So I just want you to know that teamwork and partnership and koinoniaing, 
has always been in our heart, always been in our DNA. As I believe it's been in your DNA, I believe it was in the heart of those who formed this church, who led this church. It was in Arnold and Mary's heart. It's been in the elders' heart here that we must partner and that we must work together for God's purposes. Now, what that's produced right now is in New Frontiers, or what we call Christ Central, our part of New Frontiers, is about 130 churches working together, actually across five continents. It's very exciting. So we've got churches, obviously in the UK, 50 or 60 churches in the UK. We have three or four churches in mainland, or uh, uh, continental Europe, I like to call it, not mainland, but continental Europe. We've got churches in Canada, USA, and Mexico, And interestingly enough, we had a prophetic word, Martin Charlesworth, who leads all our school of leadership in your downstairs building here, our downstairs building here, sorry. Um, He had this prophetic picture of a supply line going from north through central down into South America. What's really interesting now is we're starting to connect our Canadian churches with our central and our Mexico churches with our churches down into Bolivia. God's doing a supply line. God's doing this line of communication. We're working into South America, into Peru and Bolivia. Ten years ago, a prophetic voice that Ginny would have known well, Keith Hazley, is with the Lord now. In his home, his family gave this word over Anne and I that we were going to have together an inheritance in South or Southern America. And actually, you think, South America? I've got no contacts in South America. But actually now, we've got churches in Bolivia. We've got a heart to see churches. Uh, we've got churches in Lima, in Peru. And uh, we've got a heart to see more happening in that. In Africa, you've had Joseph here, haven't you, from Zambia. I know the cuttings have been out to uh, be with Joseph and Lily. And we had this prophetic word about, and again, Martin Charlesworth, an Anglo you know, I don't know if any of you have ever heard of the, Anglo, the Anglo-American company. It's a big multinational company. And actually, it was the Anglo-American company that stripped mining across Africa. But Martin had this a prophetic word that there was going to be a new company formed, the Anglo-Canadian company. The British church is working with the Canadian churches. And rather than stripping Africa of its resources, they were going to release resources in Africa. And again, that was such a prophetic picture, such a prophetic word for us. And we've had the privilege then of three times now traveling into Africa with Canadians, actually helping them, helping the Africans. And the Canadians have been doing things like buying iPads and um, Kindles and resources and helping to support the orphanages and taking up collections. And suddenly you see this Anglo-Canadian partnership working into Africa and you're caught up with this. This is part now of who we are together, what we're doing. And I say it was such a joy to have the Cutting family with us last summer. And I think there's going to be more of this connection. It's interesting, isn't it, that Sheffield and Kitway, where Joseph is based, it's like this twin city thing. And you guys are working on that. And they're trying to also connect in Hallam University with Kitway University. It's quite amazing what God's doing. It's amazing connections that you've got here in Sheffield that I believe God is giving to us. And the other continent that we're just putting our toe into is Asia. 
and uh, we're planting a church into Cambodia. We're working with about 30 or 40 churches out there, but we're planting a new church into Siam Reap in Cambodia. And Guy Miller, when he was with us at North Bible Week, he had this prophetic picture of a runway and like planes taking off from the runway and going to Asia and actually going out to India as well. And uh, there's been a bit of a connection, I know, with Blessan and Catherine with India. And we want to explore what God has in store for that. Even today, as Blessan goes off to uh, India to serve the churches there, uh, actually just coincidentally, we're having lunch with them today. And it's just, I just felt another connection between us and India. And maybe God wants to do something into the Far East as well. So God's catching us up here in Sheffield with his global purposes. Now, I believe this. As you and we partner together to touch Africa, to touch the Americas, to touch Europe, to touch uh, Asia, God will grow this church. God will bless this church. Because this is a major principle. As you give, as you resource, so actually God gives back to you. Now, I want to bring this right up to date with just three or four prophetic words that have come in the last few days about our move to Sheffield and your receiving of us and our partnering together. Let me give you a quote from Dave Devonish. This is such a helpful prophetic word. Dave Dave Devonish says this. Dave is one of the uh, apostles working in New Frontiers and kind of hosts us and coordinates all that we're doing together in the nations. Dave says this. Just as it is inconceivable to imagine any local church fulfilling the Great Commission outside of partnering with the apostolic team, it's also inconceivable to imagine any apostolic team fulfilling the Great Commission outside of partnering with other apostolic teams. We can do so much more together than we can apart. Together our mission is healthier, stronger, broader and more sustainable. And I just want to land this with there's two partnerships that I feel I want to highlight for you and just explain what's happening in our world. The first partnership is with apostles working together. The danger is we've multiplied new frontiers into these worlds, these spheres, and we could be a bit autonomous. We could be a bit on our own. Or we do our thing, other spheres do their thing. And actually, at our global connection, I think... uh, Becky, you were probably leading worship at this. Our global gathering in 2012, I think you were there for that, 2012 in Turkey. John Groves, who's a friend of ours, gave this prophetic word. This is another prophetic picture, guys. Another one coming up. He said, New Frontiers is not supposed to be like a load of billiard balls. It's not supposed to be like a load of billiard balls, snooker balls, that kind of clash into one another and go bang, off onto their own thing. You know, every now and again, the sovereignty of God gets a snooker cue out, bashes into the balls, and they go bang, all over the, all over the place. That's not supposed to be what we're like. We're not supposed to react off one another. Actually, New Frontiers is supposed to be more like a universe of planets. And in a universe of planets, you get planetary alignments. You get some of the spheres, and some of them are more gaseous than others. Some of the spheres kind of connect with other spheres and align together, and you get planetary alignments of moons and other bodies that get pulled in. And we get this wonderful universe that we can see. And I felt God spoke at that event to me, and subsequently in saying, we should start within New Frontiers like a mini alignment of spheres. A mini alignment of planets. 
And actually, I felt God speak to me about Joe Crummy in Canada. That's where Mark and Debbie and Grace and Josh are. That's where uh, Gemma is going out to, that Joe Crummy's apostolic world will grow and that we should align with Joe. felt God speak to me about Joseph Mawila in Zambia, in Africa, that we should align with Joseph. felt God speak to me about Lee Yarbrough, who you probably haven't met yet, who's in Mexico, who's working down into uh, Bolivia and into the Mexican uh, Spanish-speaking world. And actually, we've got some apostles in the UK as well, in terms of myself and uh, a couple of other guys in our team, and that we should form a Christ-central partnership, a working together so that we do more together. That's one thing I want you to pray for us about. But the other thing is with the local church. And I've got to be honest with you, much as we loved the guys in Manchester, one of the reasons that we felt God speaking to us was that we hadn't felt the same connection in terms of an Antioch sending, resourcing base that we feel with you guys. We feel with you this apostolic Antioch connection. We feel with you guys a receiving of us, a partnering with us, a working with us, a sending of us out and a receiving us back and us getting together caught up in what God's doing in his global purposes. And I just want to end this. And it's a slightly unusual word, but I think it's helpful for you to understand why the heck have Jeremy and Anne come to be here. It's a, it's a helpful introduction to us, I think. There's four words, all right? Four you should have at least six by now. Here's another four. These are four words that have come very recently about our move to Sheffield. And people have been saying this, Jeremy, you don't realise how important this is in the spirit. You don't realise how it connects the Antioch words that Sheffield have had over them with the apostolic reach to plant out and reach the nations. And these are the four words. First of all, Sheffield is a port. <laughs> Port Sheffield. Now, think about it. What's the one thing you need for a port? (laughs) Sea. (laughs) We ain't got any, have we? (laughs) In fact, Anne and I have grown up by the coast, and it's the one thing probably we've missed most about Manchester. So where's God brought us? Somewhere even further from the coast. (laughs) But actually, in the spirit, I believe Sheffield is a port city. It's like a port, not, a, not a, like a marina. A marina is like you get all these lovely luxury yachts and ships and canal boats and all that. It's not a marina. There's just about leisure. You're a port city. And a port city is full of cranes and factories and activity and exciting things happening. And in port cities, at least a couple of things happen. Usually resources like grain or food are sent through, usually to the ends of the earth. And I believe God's going to call us here more and more to send resources, to gather resources, to equip and send, just like Joseph did in Egypt, to gather barns of resources in order not just to bless ourselves, although we'll get massively blessed by it, but in order to reach the ends of the earth. And also in port cities, you get things like iron ore gathered. And Sheffield is known for this. And I believe there's some building materials that God is going to use and gather here in Sheffield. Some Sheffield steel, some wonderful construction materials that are going to help us to build good foundations in the world and to help us also to build some good superstructures in the world. So steel is used in both. It's used in the foundations, that's the planting of churches, 
but it's also used in the superstructure, the above ground growth of churches. And I believe God's going to help us together to resource planting of churches and also the growing and developing the superstructure of churches. So we're Port Sheffield. We're going to be a busy place of sending, receiving, going, coming. And you think, we've sent so many people. Can we send some more? Oh, yeah. This is just going to be our lifestyle now. But also receiving people as well. A port receives things from exotic things from all sorts of other places of the world. So one of my favorite bands, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it here because it's so competitive. I certainly wasn't allowed to say it in Manchester. One of my favorite bands was the Beatles, uh, a, a famous band, a boy band of the 1960s. Ask your grandparents about them. And uh, th- they say that they were influenced, because Liverpool was a port, they were influenced in the music that was coming in on the ships from America the kind of rock and roll style music, they were influenced by blues and stuff that wasn't being influenced in the rest of the UK. The Beatles were influenced by it, and they then then brought their influence. Well, we're a bit like that. This church is being influenced by music coming from all over the world. I don't mean literal music, but it's an analogy, right? It's a picture. And actually, we're going to develop that. We're going to have our own songs to sing, and that's going to be exported all over the world. That only happens in port cities. Port cities are really important. And Sheffield in the spirit is a port city. That was one word. Second word was this. Sheffield Steel City. That's who we are, isn't it? That really is close to home. That really is uh, what Sheffield is known for. Instruments that are really sharp and durable and well-made. None of this imported rubbish from other settings, but British steel, (laughs) Yorkshire steel. And the thing about Yorkshire steel, as far as I understand it, and I'm no expert, is it's very sharp. They make precision instruments out of Yorkshire steel that they couldn't make out of some of the steel from the rest of the world because it's just not good enough. And I believe there's going to be a sharpening in the spirit that's going to come to you because we're here, and it's going to come to us because you sharpen us. It's not just about us sharpening you, it's about you sharpening us. I believe that Anne and I are going to be sent out in teams all the more because you guys are sharpening us. And you're shaping us. And you're bringing an edge to us that we haven't yet got. But also I believe us being here is going to cause a sharpening effect here. And we're going to sharpen one another. Iron sharpens iron. Steel sharpens steel. And also I believe that we're going to help to build wisely in the world with Sheffield Steel. That although you might think in the natural Sheffield Steel has kind of had its day, I actually believe it's only just started in the spirit that Sheffield Steel is going to have major influence in the world. Again, the third one was of a jigsaw. So a friend of mine this week at the Apostles' meeting saw this picture of a big box. Kids, you know what a jigsaw is? You know the box, you think of a box. We've got the big picture. God's shown us the big picture. I love the way Ginny always talks about a big picture. I've heard Ginny speak on this before. And God's given us some big picture of what apostolic ministry in the world and the church is going to look like. But when you open it up, there's just loads of bits in the box. And you can feel a bit like, I've just got a bit in a box. Actually, God's going to give us some wisdom together to help build something. And what my friend saw was this. He saw that we started in one corner and started to fit some bits together. And in this amazing jigsaw, it was like the whole jigsaw fanned out just from this one corner piece that was right. And what my friend said was this. Sheffield and your move to Sheffield and you kind of clicking in with that is the first bit of the jigsaw that's going to be right according to the box. 
And actually, the whole thing is going to reverberate out. Every part of Christ Central Churches is going to be ultimately affected by you clicking in well with Sheffield, by you connecting in well here to Sheffield. The whole thing is going to be affected by it. And I believe that with all my heart. The last picture, and this comes right up to what um, Terry and Ginny were saying and prophesying about. One of the reasons I believe we're here is because I believe it's on God's heart to bring revival. I believe it's on its time, as Terry was telling us. It's time. What's the time? Well, it's 11 o'clock according to that one, 12 o'clock according to my one. What's the time? It's time for God to move in this nation. He is starting to move in this nation. We hear hints and whispers of it. You hear, it's interesting, that prophecy that was quoted this morning, that's 70 years old, that prophecy. Some of the prophecies that Ginny had about the Diana prophecies, that Ginny doesn't like it to call it that, but I'll call it that for shorthand. When there are flowers in the city, it's like you know it's, there's a time for God to move. That's 20 years old this year. There's something about time, actually. And I know great friends of mine who are prophetic, people like Ginny, but also people like Terry Virgo are saying, it's time for revival in this nation. It's time that God wants to do something big and mighty and incredible. And for me, and someone prophesied over me this week, it's going to be like a volcano that explodes in Sheffield. That there's something subterranean, that means underground, there's something underground that's going to bubble up. There's something, do you remember we prophesied about wells here, didn't we? Last time I spoke here was about wells back in, I think, November. God's going to do something about these waters that are underground. God's going to bubble them up and the life of the Spirit's going to flow. Any of you did the Bible in one year this morning would have read, I mean, reading through some Old Testament Leviticus has been hard work. I mean, you think, what is that? What is the fatty bits around the liver have anything to do with life? But anyway, they're in the Bible. And, uh, but today I read this in Numbers 21. It says this, spring up, O well, sing about it. The well that the princes has dug and the nobles and the people sang about. Actually, God's going to do something in Sheffield. There's going to be a new springing up. There's going to be a new revival work. We're not going to be alone. God's going to do it all over the nation. But I believe something's going to happen here. So how can you play your part in this? Well, I think you can play your part in several ways. Let me end by giving you some ings, I-N-G's, because actually it's all about, koinonia is an active word. And here's some ings for you to work out. Praying. Spurgeon said, you look at the life and the health of the church by not looking how many people they get on a Sunday morning, look at how many people they get to the prayer meeting. Let's pray together. Let's keep praying together. Let's keep calling out to God for him to fulfill his purposes for Sheffield to be this port city for the world, for Sheffield to be this steel city for the world, for Sheffield to be a place and a centre of revival. All of us can get caught up with this praying and supporting. Another one, prophesying. I mean, I love working with Ginny. It's a great delight to be traveling with Ginny many times and Stuart across the world. But I believe there's others here also who have a prophetic gift. It was wonderful just to hear Terry this morning. And I believe there are others who have got prophetic words to say. And your prophetic words given maybe in a prayer meeting or maybe on a Sunday morning or maybe to us just personally, I believe are going to have massive effect in the world. 
You're going to help plant churches. You're going to help open up nations. You're going to help resolve situations that are blocked up. Why? Because you hear God and you prophesy. You speak out what God's saying. Receiving. I believe this is going to be a place where we receive others in. So you're receiving people like Joe Crummy as he came among us. Receiving someone like Joseph Mawila as he comes amongst us. And Sheffield, I just want to encourage you. When people travel in from the nations, more and more I'm going to say to people, come to Sheffield and see what we're doing. See what a great church it is. See, it's a model church. See, it's not perfect, but it's a model. It, it's doing the stuff. It's reaching out to the poor. It's, it's touching. It's spilling out in terms of praying for the sick. It's seeing students affected. It's seeing young people and children affected. It's reaching out. It's growing. It's multiplying. It's new congregations. It's doing this. So more and more we're going to say to people, come and look. Come and see. And I know your initial reaction, if you're British, or if you're Yorkshire, it's not that good about us, you know. Should be looking at others. No, actually, don't do that. Don't have that attitude. It's like, actually, it's a great church. It's a great place. Come and see the good, receiving people from outside. Giving. Actually, I think there's some resourcing that God wants to do from here. It's great to see that there are numbers of people already starting to sponsor children in Africa. And I think there's going to be some giving. There's going to, I mean, one of the benefits, Anne and I don't take any salary from the local church because we're supported by the movement, but actually I think there's, we're going to cost you dearly. <laughs> I mean, we're free, but we cost a lot. It's a little bit like salvation. <laughs> it's free, but it costs you everything. <laughs> I think we're going to, there's going to be some calls to say, come on, well, let's resource some of these works. Let's support some of these works. Let's get involved with this. And there may be some individuals here, and God's given you the gift of giving. That's wonderful. Paul seemed to pull on all sorts of people in terms of giving. In fact, actually, if you look carefully, there are 16 names in the New Testament that Paul refers to as funders or supporters of his ministry. 16. It's interesting, isn't it? Traveling. This is where the fun starts. Traveling. Paul refers to 19 different people who at any one point had been traveling with him. And I think, again, you know, I refer to Ginny traveling with us. I refer to the cuttings who were with us last year in Zambia. But I think there's going to be more catching people up, more traveling that we're going to do together. Anne and I never like to go anywhere alone. And if some of you at one point want to travel with us, I think Paul would say that's a good thing. Traveling, working it together and doing that. I think that. And the last one is sending. Praying, prophesying, receiving, giving, traveling, sending. I believe that more and more Port Sheffield is going to send people like Gemma, send people like Mark and Debbie, send people, not just forever, but sometimes it'll be short term. And actually, you know, as, as Blessan goes to India, you know, Blessan, we just want to send you with authority. We, we send you with our blessing. It's not something we've initiated, but actually, do you know what? It's not about us. It's about God. God may have initiated this for us. And we send you with our blessing. When Anne and I travel, we don't want to go on our own authority. We want to go because you guys are sending us and then receiving us back. Sending us and receiving us back. So the whole thing to learn from this morning is this is not just about Jeremy and Anne. This is about us together. This is about partnering together. And I believe the apostolic and the local church more and more are going to mesh together. More and more are going to partner together. More and more are going to work together. You're going to help make us so much more effective on the road. And I think we're going to help you and sharpen you and help shape you 
because you're so receiving of us. Now, just to make one final last point, I want you to know that I'm not going to be an elder here, that I believe that the government, the authority, doesn't rest with Anne and I, it rests with the eldership here. And I submit my life, I submit my ministry, I submit all that I'm doing and all that we're doing to the elders here. And do you know what? We've got a great group of elders here. And we really want to get behind you, Rich, and behind you, Dan, and behind you, Chris, and really support what you're doing. Because I know that your heart is to release us and to release the church into all it's doing. Seven congregations? Let's go for it. Multiplied church planting? Let's go for it. Touching the nation? Let's go for it. Let's work together for all that God's doing. Now, I just want to pause right now. I felt in preparing, God said at the end, just pause, because there's going to be two or three prophetic words some ing, some prophesying, that's just going to happen on the back of this. And what I'd love us to do, if you feel part of this, and hopefully this is all of us children, and by the way, I'm happy to be killed in the crush later as you give me all your prophetic pictures and words. You're part of this. We're partnering together. And if you feel like, yeah, I can support this, I'm part of this, why don't you stand with us right now? Literally, physically stand. So yeah, I'm with it. I'm supporting it. I'm part of it. And I believe God's going to give us, just even now, some extra prophetic words. That might be through you. So Lord Jesus, we thank you for partnering. We thank you for partnership. We thank you for koinonia. Whether it's marriage, whether it's a business, whether it's in the local church, whether it's planting churches whether it's going to the nations in apostolic ministry. We thank you that this is about a new day of partnering together. And Lord, Anne and I want to say so grateful for the reception and the receiving. Lord, we know that we're going to be sharpened by this church. We know that we're being received and we're going to be shaped by Sheffield Steel. And Lord, we want Sheffield to once again rise up to be this wonderful port city. We want it to be a place of blessing, Lord. We want it to be a place where the ends of the earth are touched by the grain and the steel that's raised here. And Lord, we ask you also that this would be a model church of receiving the Spirit and declaring the Word of God. We ask you, Lord, that this would be a model church of revival even, Lord, as we believe that these springs are going to come up, these volcanic eruptions now are going to start to happen in this place. Lord, there's a link between us working together. and As we work together, Lord, something of the Spirit is going to happen. There's going to be this bubbling in the Spirit. There's going to be this erupting in the Spirit. There's something that's going to be released even downstairs in the Jubilee Centre. As we gather to pray, nations are going to be affected and people's students are going to be affected and young people are going to be affected and retired people are going to be affected because God is with us. Emmanuel, partnering with us, koinoniing with us. And Lord, we don't believe we're hyping anything. In fact, Lord, hyping isn't usually our problem. Unbelief has been our problem sometimes, Lord, and we're choosing to believe you. We're choosing to partner with you. We're choosing to say, what's the time? It's time for God moving again in the nation. It's time for God's spirit to again be poured out. So Lord, we just say, we want to wait right now. If there are words that you want to say to us, we want to hear in Jesus' name.